Something for Nothing, the Rush Fancast. Jerry and Steve with you. Jerry, we're going to do something today we haven't done in exactly one year. Really? August 23rd, 2021, we did our Rush Covers Episode 3. And it is now August 22nd, 2022. Almost one year later, Volume 4. That seems... (laughs) Not correct. (laughs) It seems not correct, but it's correct. It seems like we were planning on doing them more often because they were so much fun. We went a whole year without doing it. We went a whole year. And when you mentioned it to me the other day, you said, hey, let's do a Rush Covers episode. And I thought, oh, we just did that like a month ago. (laughs) Right. That's what I was thinking. (laughs) That's why I haven't thought about it in a while. I was thinking we we just did one. It was a year ago. You could find us on Twitter. We are at RushFanCast. Instagram, find us at TheRushCast. Email Jerry, therushcast at gmail.com. The bass intro and outro, you know who that is, Jer. It's Lex. It's Lex. Find us on your favorite podcast app and listen to every episode, please. Jerry, I hope you got an email for us to get us started. I do. This is from Chris. What's up, Chris? He says, on June 23rd, I was ordered to go back into the office as my employer had lifted our COVID restrictions. As a result, I was forced to endure my hour-plus commute on the infamous Route 66 in Northern Virginia. Ah. Do you know anything about the infamous Route 66? I know it's the place to get your kicks. (laughs) That's right. That's exactly (laughs) what it is. I was hoping you'd say that. (laughs) I thought, what better way to endure the monotony of sitting in stop-and-go traffic than to do something I had not done since high school, listen to Rush's entire catalog of releases from Rush to R40. Oh, nice. Well, over a month later, I just finished listening to the last song on R40, and I can honestly say I enjoyed every second of every song. Even after 40-plus years of fandom, I learned something new. Neil's drum solo may have peaked in Rio. R40's Working Man may actually be better than Time Machines, and they love to play Witch Hunt and Bravado Live. Neil's lyrics only got better with time. You really know you love a band when you have absolutely no urge whatsoever to hit the skip button when you listen to any of their albums, they may be the only band you can say that about. I highly recommend this exercise in self-indulgence to all of your listeners. That's very cool. You know, I once drove to Maine and back and listened to Rush's entire catalog along the way. Really? When was that? Oh, geez, 30 years ago. So it didn't take me as long as it took Chris because there was less to listen to, obviously. Right. And back in the day, in my early fandom, all I listened to was Rush. So I had all of their cassette tapes in release order in a little case <laughs> next to my driver's seat. It was, I think I had a car that had like the big bench seat, didn't have like the two right. bucket seats. So it was just like right next to me and I would just kind of flip through it and I could just take them out. I knew, you know, where they were in order and I would just listen to them one after the other. Well, thanks, Chris, for the email. Thanks so much for listening. And, Jerry, we've got Rush news. I know it's 12 days late because our Rush news is always 12 days late. <laughs> That's right. All of our news is 12 days late. But Getty and Alex played together on stage. I know. I cannot believe it when I woke up, I guess, Thursday morning. Yeah. It was a Wednesday night, right, where they played and saw the pictures, and I was flabbergasted. So it was South Park's 25th anniversary, and they did a show at Red Rocks Amphitheater just outside of Denver, Colorado. And we've been there. It's an amazing place. It is gorgeous. And Primus and Ween were playing. That's right. And Getty and Alex joined Primus on stage to play Closer to the Heart. And it was amazing. 
It was. And Matt Stone was playing drums. Talk about a dream come true, right? Yeah. Maybe he had a little stage fright because Les told him to play the best drum fill he could. And he didn't really play anything. <laughs> I guess he was too nervous. <laughs> I would have been nervous too. Right. Exactly. Getty and Alex looked so happy on stage together, didn't they? Oh, they did. I know. It looked like so much fun. And they actually have obviously haven't played together live, but I wonder if they've gotten together just to jam it out every once in a while. I don't know if they've gotten together to jam, but I'm sure they've gotten together to have a drink and talk. And, oh, of course. And just be friends because that's what they are. Yeah. So that gives us a lot of hope for them playing at the Taylor Hawkins concert, right? Oh, for sure. I think they're going to. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to get back together as Rush. No. But I think here and there at different events, they'll get together and play a song like this and uh, entertain the fans that are there. Yeah. So I guess we can all look forward to those two concerts for Taylor Hawkins, right? Everybody except us who don't have tickets. <laughs> I don't have tickets, right? <laughs> That's right. So as we mentioned, Joe, we're going to do Rush covers again today. And when you mentioned this to me about a week or so ago, I thought, how am I going to come up with five more Rush covers to talk about? And I spent a couple of days on the bus commuting to work, scouring YouTube, scouring Spotify for Rush covers. And I came up with so many. There are still so many out there, Steve. And so many that we could have talked about a year ago that have been around for a while. Yeah, a couple of mine have been around for over a decade. I think this might be our best Rush Covers episode based on the content we're going to present here today. What do you think? I think that's a good estimation of what's to come. Nothing against the people we've had on before, but these are really, really good choices. So why don't we start with your first choice, Jer? So I had this idea a while ago. Maybe this is why it took us so long to do another episode to try and find five songs that sampled Rush songs, five rap songs that sampled Rush songs. Right. And there are a good number out there, but I really didn't like most of them. But there was one by a guy named Decisive that I really liked. It's called The Super Bowl is Over, and it samples The Necromancer. All right, let's check it out. Sip less from the serving I poured last night like Julian's chorus. I feel left out. My girlfriend, she won't understand. Looked under the tree. The bark looked thinner than an Olsen twin. No box gift wrapped for my fingers to grip. Rip open, then hold up grinning. Just what I needed, but what I needed was not beneath that pine tree I dressed in. Balls and tinsel, bright lights like gizmo. My stocking hung flat against a thin wall 
Why did he skip over my shingles? I was no Sean Combs like Craig Mack Never had my written Christmas list sent back I guess another day, another bad start Another sad song Now I got me a record to record And a throat infection A broken typewriter and a loaded weapon Down by four in the closing seconds Hail Mary thrown interception Damn, the Super Bowl is over I said the Super Bowl is over I said the Super Bowl is over Jared, what a find this is. What a find. It's crazy because he doesn't just, he uses the necromancer as the bed for the entire song. The entire song. It's not just here or there. It's the entire song is based on the sample from the necromancer. I think it's amazing. And I was looking at some of the YouTube comments. There were some that were complaining, how dare you of course. take Rush and turn it into this song? But I disagree. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I think he did a great job taking the bits that he did and making it into another song. Crazy. And it's a compliment to Rush, I think. Yeah, he even includes a little of the spoken word at the beginning. He's a Canadian artist, correct? Yep, he is. And... He's clearly a Rush fan, and he's paying tribute to his favorite band, or one of his favorite bands, I'm guessing. Yeah, I think it's a great, great sample. Great pick, Jer. Thank you, Steve. What's your first pick? Well, my first pick is by a pair of harpists named Camille and Kennerly Kit, and they do a cover of Closer to the Heart. Check this out. Jared, the name of this album is Harp Attack 4. (laughs) Because, of course, Harp Attack is a great name for an album. It is. And why not use it four times? And I guess they sometimes go by the name the Harp Twins. The Harp Twins, right. And they have a huge, huge social media following. They do. I saw that as well. I followed them on Twitter. They have 14 and a half 
million followers. That's crazy for harpists. That's crazy. They were made for Instagram though. Come on, let's be honest. Yeah, that's true. They're very pretty girls. They pose in these exotic locations with their harps and post the pictures. Right. It's it's pretty cool. What I want to know is how in God's name do you play the harp? Oh, I have no idea. They're very, very talented. They're very good at the harp, but I mean, there's pedals. I didn't know there were pedals on a harp. Who knew these things? It looks like an, an impossible instrument to master. But as we keep saying on all these episodes, you can translate Rush into any genre and it's still amazing. And this is a great version of Closer to the Heart. What did you think? Oh yeah, it is a great version of Closer to the Heart. One of the things I like about it is how they preserve the melody, the vocal melody throughout mm-hmm. the song. It's just a beautiful, I mean, the harp is a beautiful instrument, right? Oh, absolutely. You hear it at weddings a lot, I guess. People play the harp. It's such an ethereal sound, for, especially for this particular Rush song, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're just tapping into an area that nobody taps into, really. There are not many harp players out there. That's right, yeah. I think it's a fantastic version of the song. I'm going to have to check out more of their stuff. They've released over a hundred singles online. They have nine albums of covers and original songs and they're actresses too, Joe. They've appeared in a couple of films. I didn't know that. I'm going to have to start watching movies now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's hear your next picture. Okay. My next pick is actually from a listener of ours. Oh, cool. Named Alan Hurt. He plays jazz, and he did a jazz version of Working Man. All right, let's check it out.
This is very, very cool, Jar. Yeah, I really dig it. Got a whole album. He put out a whole album. It's available on Bandcamp. And it's just, I don't know, it's just such a such a cool kind of version, right? It starts out so smooth with the, the saxophone playing the vocal melody. But then when the guitar solo comes on later on, all hell breaks loose. Yeah, it just goes off. It starts out really slow, and then it starts building. Yep. And then you've got a really cool guitar solo. And then the horn solo is killer. Yeah, the horn solo is ridiculous, right? I love how it just goes from slow to fast and then back to slow again. Yeah, I mean, it does something different with the song, but preserves the nature of the song. Yeah, fantastic. It really is. I just love all these Rush covers that aren't rock covers. Yeah, that's. I think that's what I was trying to go for was not so many rock covers this time. Absolutely. And so far we're we're three for three. That's right. And if anybody wants to listen to it, the album is called Moving Forward and it's written in like the permanent wave script. So he's obviously a huge Rush fan. Why did I not notice that? I'm looking at it right here. Of course it's the permanent wave script. Yeah. So you can go to Bandcamp and you can look up Alan Hurt. Hurt is spelled H-I-R-T. And look up uh, moving forward. Very cool. Very cool. So my next pick, Jer, they call themselves a comedy band called Ninja Sex Party. And this is their version of Madrigal. When the dragons grow too mighty To slay with pen or sword I grow weary of the battle And the storm I walk to I've heard of Ninja Sex Party before, but I had never listened to their music. Either had I. This is from the album called Under the Covers. They also do a version of Subdivisions on the same album. And on the album Under the Covers 2, they do a cover of Limelight. So I had those three to choose from. And I picked this one because I think it's almost an improvement on Rush's version. I mean, I know that's blasphemous to some, Jer. But I, I kind of like this better than Rush's version. Jared is going to crash his car. <laughs> he's going to he's going to hit his big toe on something. Something awful is about to happen to Jared Shofar as he listens to you say that. Well, look, Madrigal is not a song that most Rush fans go crazy over like Working Man. So I think it's not quite as blasphemous a statement. What do you think? I think their style fits this song better than Rush's style fits this song. How about that? I agree. And I think the vocals, especially at the end, are beautiful. Oh, yeah. 
it really comes across as a serious love song. Not that Rush's version doesn't come across as a serious love song, but placed in the album where it is, in A Farewell to Kings, it's an unusual Rush song. But in this context with this band, it comes across as a real love song. It's beautiful. And the vocal harmonies at the end. I mean, come on, that was great. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Absolutely. Really great job. And you know, I've actually heard about Ninja Sex Party, which is a great name for a band, <laughs> um, through Fantunes. Yes, yes. Fantunes does some stuff. They have a little merch for them. So I guess they're friends with David Calcano. Looks that way. But for whatever reason, hearing the name Ninja Sex Party, I pictured a different type of band. I pictured a heavy metal band. I don't know why. Yeah, that's true. I didn't know what to expect when I listened to the album, truthfully, but I really liked it. Yeah, very cool. Good stuff. All right, Jer, what's your next pick? Well, even though I said I wasn't going to do rock songs, the next version is a rock song version of Witch Hunt by a band called Machine Head. All right, let's take a listen. The night is black without end. The air is thick and still. The vigilantes gather on the lonely torchlit hill. Super duper solid version of Witch Hunt. Oh, yeah. And the first thing that I thought of, if any song needed a heavy metal cover, it's Witch Hunt, right? Yeah. Nice, dark, heavy cover. Absolutely. I think they bring out uh, the that aspect of the song. Not that it obviously isn't there in the original version, but I think they really bring out the darkness, especially in the vocals. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you noticed this, Jer. You're a lover of the hi-hat, and this drummer really kicks butt on the hi-hat. Oh, absolutely. It's really, it's just, it's just a fantastic version of this song. And I don't think I've ever heard a cover version of Witch Hunt before. That's a statement I'm going to make a couple of times on this episode. This is a song I haven't heard a cover of, and that made right. it more interesting to me. Yeah, absolutely. So did you do any research on Machine Head at all, Jer? You know... I didn't, Steve. Well, I did for you. Oh, you're so, thank you, Steve. <laughs> They're from Oakland, California. They have 10 albums, so they've been around for a while. Wow. And they have one original member that's still in the band. His name is Rob Klin, and he's been in the band from the beginning, and it's his band. And I bet you Rob's a Rush fan. I'm sure he is. I should have done some research, right? <laughs> you that would have been nice. But, but why? I'm batting a thousand in the seemingly no research department, so... Why break this streak now? Why start now, Jer? Why? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's next for you? My next one is in a 
different genre, Jer. <laughs> That's hard to say. It's hard to say. Jazz fusion is what I'd call this. Yeah. It's the Alex Skolnick Trio's version of Tom Sawyer. Check this out. This is from the album called Last Day in Paradise. We had Ian Carnegie on a few weeks ago, Jer, and he mentioned Mm -hmm. that he's a big Pat Metheny fan. And the first thing I thought of when I heard this song is if Pat Metheny did a version of Tom Sawyer, this is what it would sound like. Well, I've never listened to Pat Metheny, so I have to take your word on that. Uh, Yeah, it's a similar style for sure. This is a kooky banana pants version, right? (laughs) Oh, yeah. This whole thing, and I'm not a big jazz fan, but what I do know about jazz is the improvisational aspect of it. Yeah. And I really feel like they hit some parts that definitely sound like Rush, like from the song itself, mm-hmm. right? And then they just kind of take it in another direction for a while, and then they come back, and then they take it to another direction for a while, and then they come back. You can almost forget that it's a cover song. Yeah, I mean, it's a cover song, but it's also got a lot of originality to it. Lot. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the drummer, I'm, not sure, I'm sure you know who the drummer is. Is he like on uppers or something? It's crazy. The drumming in this song is next level crazy. I did not get the name of the drummer, but I did do a lot of research on Alex Skolnick. Okay. He is an original member of the thrash metal band Testament. What? Yes. How crazy is that? That's surprising. I'm very surprised. And he's still in Testament. So this is like a side thing for him. Wow. How great is that? That's incredible. To be doing thrash metal and jazz fusion at the same (laughs) time. That's right. That is a talent, man. That is a talent. Yeah. The musicianship on this song is just 100% throughout the entire thing. It's really a, a feat. Yeah. And you can tell he's a hard rock, heavy metal fan, because there are also versions of War Pigs on one of his records, Fade to Black by Metallica on one of his records. Mm -hmm. And it really is some amazing stuff. So check out more of Alex's work. Alex 
skalnick.com to learn more about him. And Jer, what do you got next for us? Well, the next one I have is, is a disco remix of Tom Sawyer by someone named DJ Yayo. <laughs> All right, here it comes. A modern day warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Assuming it's DJ Yayo, that's how it's pronounced. He's an Argentinian DJ. I did a little bit of research on him. Oh, good. I was going to say because I couldn't find anything on this. The only thing I could find is that he's from Argentina. So okay, I wasted all of my research time looking up DJ Yayo, and I should have been looking up a little bit more about Machine Head. And on the YouTube page, it says Javith. I don't know who Javith is. Javith does not own the rights of this song and is not for sale. What does that mean? I have no idea what that means does that mean we're not allowed to play it on this podcast <laughs> i don't know because don't. we just did <laughs> i mean if we get a cease and desist letter we'll we'll take it from there so this disco version was sent to me by a listener named mark after if i'm not mistaken fan tunes again their instagram page had an april fool's prank about a disco rush song oh wow and the next day mark sent me a link to this version saying there is a disco rush song out there, but this is a cool version, right? You could just, it would be so cool to be in a club. Not that you and I are club hoppers or anything. No, but to hear a disco remix of Tom Sawyer, it really, really does a great job. This might be the best cover of Tom Sawyer I've ever heard. <laughs> oh God, don't say that. <laughs> I said cover. I said cover. Oh, I did okay. not say, say this cover. was okay. better than Tom Sawyer. Right. I think 
he speeds up the vocals and the samples that he uses from the song to to match the disco beat. That's what it sounds like to me. Well, the reason I like it is because he uses Getty's actual vocals. He uses Alex's actual guitar parts. It is Rush playing this song in a weird kind of way. Right. And I could would imagine that if he were playing this in a club, nobody would bat an eye or think it was an, an unusual song to be playing in a club. My favorite part is the end when Getty says, right on to the friction of the day, 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 day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the beat just goes. Yeah, it's it's a really solid disco version. I'm not even sure if it's disco. I'm saying disco, but it could be any number of dance subgenres, right? Yeah. I'm just calling it disco. Really good. Really good find, Jerry. Nice job. Thanks. And what's up next for you? My next one is by a band called Kairos. And this is another song I don't think I've ever heard covered. It's their cover of Force 10. Now, the album this comes from, Jer, is an album called Recover, so I assume there are other covers on this album. I did not check that out. Okay. But Kairos lists their influences as Depeche Mode, Kate Bush, Muse, and Porcupine Tree. Wow. And I hear a lot of that in this song. What do you think? That is a diverse collection of influences. Yeah, and Rush, obviously. Obviously, yeah. I think it's a great version. I think it's a kind of a poppy sound to it yeah and it's like this song was made for a pop version yeah like we always say you could take a rush song and translate it to anything and it's amazing yeah i think the drummer is great too i watched the video yeah he's a really good drummer really good drummer it just goes to show you what a great song force 10 is yeah really is amazing yeah i i think it they did a great job of again tapping into you know, what the song is and translating it into their own musical style. The band was formed in 2012 in London, England, and consists of Shelby Logan Warren on lead vocals, Joey Frivola on guitar, Peter Episcopo on bass guitar, and Robin Johnson is the drummer you spoke of. He's great. Yeah, he is really good. Very cool. All right. So what's your last choice, Jer? <laughs> okay. My last one is admittedly a little little goofy a little a little it's a version of a farewell to kings in lullaby format 
from Rockabye Baby. Okay, let's check it out. So this Rockabye Baby kind of group, I'm not even sure who's behind it. I did look it up, but I couldn't find really who's behind it. They do lullaby versions on children's instruments of rock songs and pop songs. They have over 50 albums dedicated to different artists. I'm not sure what to think about this one, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I listened to it. I just thought it was so, so interesting and done with such a straight face, it seems like. Like, it's really... Oh, yeah. It's really trying to take... It's not a goof. It doesn't seem like a goof or a, a joke. They're just trying to make soothing lullaby versions of rock songs. And I think A Farewell to Kings, especially the beginning of it, is is a wonderful song to make a lullaby to, don't you think? Yeah, you know, I was going to ask you, why did you pick A Farewell to Kings? Because there's about 12 Rush songs on this Rockabye Baby album. Why this one? Right. Well, it's because of the beginning, I think. It just sounded so sweet and pure, just kind of like the beginning of A Farewell to Kings itself. And I just thought it was an interesting song choice. Who's ever making these albums is obviously a fan of all of his music, because how else would you hear A Farewell to Kings? I think the person who's making these albums is trying to capitalize on something. Yeah, rock fans who have babies. Right, rock fans who have babies, exactly. Let's make an album of all Rush songs. Let's make an album of all Black Sabbath songs. Let's make an album right. of all Radiohead songs. Right. And then the Radiohead fan who has a baby is trying to find music to soothe his baby and finds this. Yeah. Right? I did find out two interesting things. One was that the series is produced by a woman named Lisa Roth, who is the sister of David Lee Roth. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. And every album cover, it's like a rendition of one of the band's, you know, most famous album covers, only with this teddy bear in it. Right. So the Rush album cover has a teddy bear against the star. You know, it's the, the Beatles one has like four teddy bears. Like it looks like a yellow submarine type of thing. So it's always so interesting that they have this bear. Definitely an interesting pick. I don't think I would listen to this. I'm not even sure if I would have my baby listen to this. I'm not sure. <laughs> I thought another, a couple of the other interesting groups that they cover is the Wu-Tang Clan. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not into Wu-Tang Clan, but and I didn't listen to that. And The Doors, they have a Doors one, which is really cool. I just can't picture whoever it is that's producing this is a fan of all of this stuff. <laughs> They're just trying to, well, let's get those Wu-Tang Clan fans to download our album, right? I don't know. You'd have to be a pretty, pretty good musician to be able to translate all of these songs onto, you know, little childhood xylophones and stuff. There's all these little sounds in the background. I mean, this must take a really long time to try to figure out these songs. So kudos to them. It's well done. I'll give them that. It's well done. Right. And it's, it's a smart idea. I just don't know if I would listen to it or subject my child to it. That's all. <laughs> I understand. My children aren't babies anymore, so I can't say whether or not I would have bought these. Well, my children aren't babies anymore either, but I'm just thinking if I did have a baby, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's something weird about it, man. I don't know. Right. All right. So what's your last one? So my last one is one that you and I have talked about before, Jer, and I kind of stole it for one of my picks for this episode. And it was also suggested by a listener named Dwayne Revelock. A musician named Tyler Warren performed Permanent Waves in its entirety. Can't play all of it, but here's a selection. Prophets were Now, Jared Tyler, as you know, plays every single instrument and sings. Mm -hmm. This is an incredible feat. Yeah, it's one of the more amazing things I've listened to in a while. It's so well done. And he has a video for the whole thing. Yep. So I can't even imagine how long it took him to do this thing. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Well, yeah. I mean, he had to do each of the instruments separately. He videoed each of the recording separately and then he had to mix them all together somehow and i'm just floored by this just floored by it yeah it's astonishing he's got a bandcamp page and you can download the entire album for free on bandcamp and this is what tyler wrote on his bandcamp page this project came about from downtime between queen and adam lambert's 2017 summer u.s and fall uk tours so Tyler performs with Queen and Adam Lambert. Mm. When I got home from that summer tour, I was surrounded by studio sessions of a new project and unexpected life changes in general. One day bogged down with said life changes and a few hitches in the mixing process of said new project, I found myself jamming some rush on drums and just decided to do an end-all be-all of my one-man band silliness a note-for-note -note reproduction of Rush's Permanent Waves album from scratch. Usually when people record covers, 
they do their own rearrangement or do something to make it their own. Even though you can certainly tell it's me and not Rush, I figured, why would I even try to improve on perfection? Thus, I've tried to make it as faithful to the original as possible. My own way of paying tribute to one of the greatest albums of all time. And he did an amazing, an amazing job. Yeah, this guy, he is, I don't even know, a genius. (laughs) I mean, it's so perfect. Everything about it is perfect. His singing is perfect as well. Yeah. He's got a great voice. Great voice. I mean, natural science, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, how do you, I don't, I can't even, I can't even describe how crazy it is. He's got his own band called Flare Light, and his website is flarelightofficial.com. So if you want to check out his music, you can do so there. So, Jared, what do you think? These 10 choices, were these the best 10 covers we've come up with yet? Um, I'm going to say, yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I think they're great. Look, all the covers we've come up with are great, but I can't believe we've done now four of these episodes, and that means 40 different covers, and we cheated a couple times and added a couple to the older episodes, so we've probably got about 44 different Rush covers, and they're all amazing. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, it, it might be the, the idea that keeps on giving, right? Yeah, we could do this again. I, I saved about eight or 10 other ones that I found and we can do this again in another year, another year. (laughs) I know another year, Steve. Crazy, crazy. You can find us on Twitter. We are at rush Fancast. Instagram. Find us at the rush cast email, Jerry, the rush cast at gmail.com. The base intro and outro that is Lex. And Oh, I almost forgot Jer. We have to mention Lex. His band has a new single out. Oh, that's right. Yeah. The Matto Reband a couple of weeks ago released a single called A Whole Lot of Nothing off their forthcoming album, Hand in Glove. So check that out. You can hear it on Spotify. You can hear it on Matto Ree's website. Yeah, it's really cool. And I was at the release party for the record, Jer. Yeah, I know. The Vogel in Red Bank, New Jersey. They played the whole album and it's really, really good. So if you're into blues rock, you're going to really love this. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the whole album. And if you're into Lex, you're going to love it. <laughs> and who isn't? Who isn't into Lex? Everyone's into Lex. All right. We went from people not believing he existed <laughs> to having proof, not only on our podcast, but in the real world. He's more popular than we are. That's for sure. That is very true. I hope you got a quote to wrap this up for us, Jer. I do. When they turn the pages of history, when these days have passed long ago, will they read of us with sadness for the seeds that we let grow? Yes, they will. They sure will. Thanks, Jer. Let's see him. <laughs>